blood moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. Greetings. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. We are summoning all black cats, vampire bats, and owls to submit their stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. They can be true paranormal experiences or tall tales. Please go to bloodmoonpodcast.com to make your submission. Now, turn off the lights and enjoy the chills. An owl flies in with a story that questions the nature of reality in Flip the Switch. I was driving alone on a two-way road that I have driven countless times. I had it memorized, as I have been living in the area for quite some time. This particular stretch leads to the next town. Along the way are fields with some trees, houses, and recognizable landmarks, such as a funeral home. During this one drive, On this one day, everything suddenly changed. In a blink of an eye, I was traveling down a desolate dirt road, surrounded by nature. The homes were gone, and in their place were wooded areas. How did the paved road become a dirt path? As I continued to drive, 
I noticed that the landmarks, such as the funeral home, were also missing. I was stunned. I asked myself, what happened? As panic began to set in, the environment abruptly changed back to its normal state. The homes and landmarks reappeared. The dirt path became the familiar paved street. One strange aspect of this event was that I couldn't feel or hear the car driving on the uneven dirt road. Everything felt the same. It was as though a switch was flipped and I was in another reality, or perhaps another time. I have driven on that stretch many times since, but it has never happened again. Welcome back to this time in Dimension. A black cat brings us a 62-year-old mystery. This account about an unrelenting force causing havoc in a home is called What a Pain. Butler Street in Springfield, Massachusetts was fairly quiet until January of 1959. A resident of Butler Street, Mrs. Papineau, shared her home with her son, daughter-in-law, and her young grandson, Wayne. A maelstrom of banging and thumping filled the home, and then window panes exploded. Eleven window panes were broken, but the windows on the second floor were still intact. A concerned Mrs. Papineau could not find the cause for the damage. The next day, a sudden eruption of sound was followed by window panes shattering. Mrs. Papineau and Wayne found that 18 window panes had been broken. A glazier arrived to replace the panes with a newer, thicker glass. He noted that the glass shattered inward, meaning that the force came from outside the house. However, he could not determine the cause. It was also assumed that the second floor windows didn't break because they were protected by shutters. The phantom force returned and destroyed 10 more panes. This time, Mrs. Papineau witnessed the windows exploding 
Some of the affected panes were the newly installed glass sheets. As a last resort, the irritated grandmother taped cardboard over the broken panes. The events led to the arrival of architect and paranormal investigator John Parker. Even though Mrs. Papineau did not believe in ghosts or supernatural forces, Parker felt that the cause for the damage was unnatural. I'm pretty sure poltergeists are to blame, the ghost hunter had remarked. The Springfield police had different ideas as to how the damage was done. Because there were no signs of intruders, they keyed in on the 13-year-old grandson, Wayne. He had been experimenting with a chemistry set he had received as a Christmas gift. Despite the theory, the police could not find proof that this chemistry set was responsible for the sounds and subsequent damage. John Parker thought this notion was absurd. The only way that anyone could break a window with that set would be to throw the whole thing through the window. Parker went to work. Plexiglass was installed with a coating that would expose any physical manipulation. Then he set up a thermometer to record drops in temperature, which may indicate an unseen presence. Nothing happened. There were no changes in temperature, no odd sounds, and no damage to the windows. John Parker nor the police could determine a cause for the freakish events. It seemed that the phenomenon mysteriously ended its activity. We have another owl story to share. Get ready to make contact with the Zondicians. The driving rain slowly passed over Runcorn, Cheshire, England. A local resident, James Cook, woke up with a sudden impulse to take a walk. He looked at the clock, and it was 2.15 a.m. Cook put on his clothes and stepped out into the cool, damp air. All was silent. His compulsion guided him 
to run Cornhill. Once at the summit, he spotted a bright pulsating light moving in the sky. It shifted its color from blue to white and back to blue. Zipping downward, it came to a halt a few inches from the ground. The glow turned crimson and then it slid towards Cook. A ladder-like ramp extended from the disc. In his head, Cook heard a voice give instructions. Jump. Jump onto the ramp. Do not step onto the rail, for the ground is wet. Without much thought, Cook followed the command. Once inside, the ramp retracted. He found himself in a strange environment. The interior was large, empty, and had a luminosity that enveloped the bewildered man. The voice returned. Remove your clothes. Put on the suit. On the floor was a one-piece suit similar to a scuba wetsuit. Again, Cook followed the command and changed into the tight-fitting coverall. Then the voice directed him to exit the ship. Cook soon found himself inside the hangar of a larger vessel, and waiting for him were about twenty humanoids. Their appearance caught Cook off guard. All of them were about seven feet tall, with black hair and their robust frames were covered by blue one-piece suits. The humanoids introduced themselves through telepathy. We're from Zandique. It is in a system light years away. The space beings also informed Cook that he was being taken to their home world in order to meet with the wise elders. During the journey, they explained how their spacecraft operated, including how it generated its own electrical field. They arrived on their home planet of Zondique. Lush yellow plant life covered the planet. The visiting human learned that the Zondician civilization does not use currency because they have the ability to manipulate energy into any form of matter. He also learned that the beings are asexual and procreate in a vastly different way from humans. Then he was brought before the wise elders. The wise elders stressed their concern for humanity and its propensity for war. They feared that continued use of nuclear weapons would severely damage Earth's ecology. The inhabitants of your planet will upset the balance if they persist using force instead of harmony. Warn them of the danger. Cook balked at the idea 
of being the messenger for the Zondesians. I'm just an ordinary man. No one will believe me. An elder replied, They won't believe anyone else, either. After the meeting, the Zomdetians returned Cook to his home on Earth. While exiting the ship's ramp, he burned his hand on a rail while stepping on the wet ground. This injury would become his evidence of contact with the space beings. Cook was gone for two days, but he would have another meeting with the Zondesians at Frodsham Hill. A couple of years later, Cook opened the Church of Aquarius to teach the Zondesian message of peace and harmony. The church proved to be popular enough that a second church was opened. Over the years, Cook claimed that contacts with the space beings were ongoing and that he developed the ability to heal. The ambassador for the Zomdetians preached for nearly 10 years when he mysteriously vanished without a trace. The Blood Moon is Setting. Sources for the stories include UFOs, a history of activity from sightings to abductions to global threat by Rupert Matthews. Coolandinterestingstuff.com Ufology.patrickgross.org and strangeco.blogspot.com If you enjoy this episode, Please subscribe and share the show. You can find Blood Moon Podcast on social media. Thank you for listening.